Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show tonight. A very special edition of the BNB show. Not something that we do all that often. Not something that you get to do all year. This is a very special time of year where you don't have games to watch for your team and your focus is on what the team is going to be next. And that involves draft picks, that involves picking players that will go onto your team. And that is what we're going to dive into tonight. This is the first post-college football season draft discussion stream between me and Brandon. So we're going to get into it. We're going to see where we stand. And we're going to have this conversation evolve over the next several months. So Brandon, how are you doing tonight? Man, you get me into mock draft season. You're in you're in my this is where I live. This is this is where I reside is in mock draft season. So I'm doing great, man. I love to turn over the potentialities and all the different iterations. I have a lot of fun with this tonight. All right. So we're gonna be doing a lot of mock draft stuff. We're gonna try to do a little bit of audience participation as well. So we're all gonna have some fun together. We're all gonna cook this up until we find some sort of some sort of reality that we all want to live in or most of us want to live in here but uh before we do that there is some news some Seahawks news some Seahawks adjacent news I'm sure you guys are mostly familiar but uh it's worth uh, spending a minute on uh first uh, Shane Waldron is officially gone he heads off to try to be the one to tame Caleb Williams probably probably in Chicago so he's out what do you think? A great landing spot for Shane Waldron. You're going to get to a darn near close to a generational like quarterback that you get to work with on somewhere on that talent scale. Maybe not quite that, but maybe just short of that. And if you're talking about a guy trying to go out there and get a job to go help him launch him to become a head coach down the line, having that in your back pocket is certainly pretty beneficial. And they have, while they, they gave Justin Fields kind of, in my opinion, Brendan, a empty cupboard when they first walked in there as far as talent around them. I think they've slowly been building it up over time. And that that does then mean Caleb gets to go into an environment I think that is going to be very well set up for him. I would imagine that both of their first round picks are probably going to be on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So um, good for him. I'm, I hope he does well. I think he's got a good chance to do well. I, I don't think he did a bad job in Seattle. Maybe it wasn't a great job or anything like that, but I do think he overall did pretty well. Mm -hmm. um seems like he's going to be taking a lot of our assistance with him he's looking at um greg olson the the other greg olson possibly going with him to chicago sanjay lal an assistant wide receiver coach who's actually somewhat prolific and well liked in the organization a couple other guys as well so we are potentially cleaning house here which that's what usually happens when you let a head coach go it's what happens. Like you say, it's a, a bit of the facts of life. If you're going to move on from a head coaches, you're not retaining old assistants. That can happen. Sometimes there's a little bit of a bleed over and carry over, but more often than not, most of the staff is uh, heading on to uh, different places. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the main stuff that relates directly to the Seahawks. There isn't a heck of a lot going on otherwise. And you wouldn't expect there to be like, there's still playoff games being played. There's still stuff going on outside of the Seahawks world, but we did get some word about some of the changes being made to other teams that may affect the Seattle Seahawks. Um, just earlier today, we had Raheem Morris to Atlanta, Dave Canales to Carolina. In previous days, we've had Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. We've had uh, Antonio Pierce tying the knot with the Raiders. And the smoke is cleared. There has been two openings left in the NFL, one in Washington and one in Seattle. So... 
the the uh, equation has been very much simplified in the last week or so. Boy, has it ever. And what I think stands out to me in the simplification of this equation, Brendan, is that no one's really being of the prime fruit candidates, I think, that we would look to target into. None of them are being taken from us. These hires that are happening across the board, McAnalyst is fine. I know that there's some people in the fan base that were big on him potentially coming to Seattle, but he never seemed to be much of a candidate. I know Raheem Morris was brought back for a second interview, but how serious was Seattle really into bringing in Raheem Morris? Do you say, do you really sell the fan base on, we're moving on from Coach Carroll to go to Raheem Morris? I think that would have been a bit of a tough sell. Uh, you, but you go down the line with us to the guys that have gotten jobs, and I don't think it's anybody that we were really looking at here. Ben Johnson remains. Mike McDonald remains. Dan Quinn remains. Mike Rabel remains. Uh, that means to me that we still got some really good candidates here to look at, and that gets me excited still for this. If I wasn't already, it's still very excited here and that we're going to make the proper choice. It seems like um, we might end up – do you feel like this too, Brendan? We might end up benefiting a bit in the waiting for some of these other teams that have jumped on a guy and that – you might have a couple of these coaching candidates are going, wait, I thought that there were going to be more chairs. There's no more chairs. You know, yeah. they've all, they're all gone. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it's looking like Belichick's going to be left without a chair. It's looking like Vrabel's going to be left without a chair. And, you know, those are two guys who are, I think most people would consider them to still be very good coaches. So yeah. that just goes to show how this, uh, how this plays out sometimes the kind of crazy way this can uh, go for even good coaches. And at this point, if the Seahawks come away with a coach that is not Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, or uh, Mike Vrabel, then I'm, I'm going to be kind of confused. I'm going to wonder. Uh, it's going to raise questions, right? It's going to be like, wait a minute. Why, why can't we get one of the primo guys? Do they all flunk their interviews? Or is Seattle a place these people just don't want to go for some reason? Yeah. That would be something I would start to think as well on that. I mean, it's you you are going to be looking for something that's not some big risk that you don't know what you're getting at. I don't think that that would have been what was at the head of this coaching search. Maybe like you say, there's certain candidates that blow them away in the room and that they become just so overwhelming that you got to, you guys, hey, we got to hire the guy. But there's a lot of other, this isn't in a year where it's like, well, there's so much other less options out there that this is how we get to this creative option is because everything out there is so lean and it's not lean right now there's some really good coaching talent out there right now some certain coaching talent and you know what they're bringing to the table if they come into your program um lesser reason to me to take that risk wild risk that left field risk that you know coming completely out of, of left field kind of um higher which you know there's some names being bandied about that are in that way Right. Um, and I, I don't want to dismiss the possibility that some of these fringe guys are going to be really good. Um, I don't want to dismiss guys like Mike Kafka or Elijah, Elijah Aviro or even somebody like an Adam Stenovich. But if we end up with one of those guys, it's just going to make me wonder, were we trying to lowball these good candidates or did they not want to like, like, it's going to make me wonder, basically, right. it's just going to be like, what's going on here? There's another factor at play, and is what you're, you're you're kind of speaking to, and we don't yeah. know what that is, but it ain't just merely on getting the best coach, and then that becomes uh, not great feeling because you're going, well, wait a second here, you know, we're not hiring the best candidate, then this is where this all starts from. Our success begins from this point, and if you're not bringing the best candidate in, how can you hope to have the greatest success down the line? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a bit of a valid concern if it plays out that way. I think. Yeah, especially if said primo candidate goes to Washington. 
a team with brand new ownership, garbage facilities, and a pretty lackluster roster. I'm going to go at, they, they got some good stuff, but they, they, they don't have a quarterback at all. They don't have um, defend defenders anymore. They traded away their good defenders. Like if we lose a head coaching uh, bidding war or, you know, a decision to uh, Washington, that's going to make me wonder. I think it's valid, uh, an outlook on the situation. I, I I think the thing that with Washington they do bring is two potential things that we can't maybe offer as much that is something we've heard about Johnson, which is first, the connection with the new general manager, Peters, and how close they, they reportedly are, um, which you may not be able to compete on that level. And then the other part that he wants to build something from the ground up. So if that's also a report I've heard about Ben Johnson, and if that's the case, maybe that's not what he's feeling he's doing here, coming into here with the talent level where it's at. Um, so I don't know if those are the truth. Those are, of course, rumors within the, this, but those are certain rumors you couldn't do anything about. Like, sorry, we couldn't give you a less talented team. You know, sorry, we don't have Peters or Jerome Hedges. Like that, at that point, you go. But if there are these other reasons we're talking about that are coming to effect, you're not willing to pay as much. The looming potential sale of the team, uh, maybe they just don't. Whatever it may be, um, but there be some other factor at play there than just you know being able to land the right guy you want. And it's also worth noting, it was reported earlier today that Dan Quinn is about to have his third interview with the commanders. Mm. And uh, it's not often you get three interviews at one place and you don't get the position. So that would be one very nice way for uh, Washington to just kind of take care of themselves and leave us to pick whoever we want of who's left. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That wouldn't be too bad for us at all if it goes that way, I don't think. So uh, <clears throat> Ben Johnson, come on down. All right. Uh, real quick here, before we get underway on the main part of the show, we've got John Stillwell. Thank you for the Let's $50. Go. Let's Knock go, John. The, park brothers, the two best in the biz. Thank you very much, John. We're going to try. Appreciate Except you, John. Try. Mm -hmm. Yep. As always. Thank you, brother. But uh, yeah, we're going to now, now we're going to do mock draft stuff tonight, of course. Like, well, like I said at the uh, start. Um, we obviously have not had the combine yet, so there's information we don't know. We're just going to work with what we have. We're going to work with what we think we know. And obviously if, uh, the combine rolls around and, and, uh, Romo Dunsey runs a 4.840, that changes things. If, uh, Jaden Daniels is six foot five and 225 pounds, that changes things. You know, there, there's stuff that can happen, but we're going to do the best we can with what we have. Amen. Yeah, this is always a this is a refining process. And for some that with the mock drafts, I think there's always a little confusion. Not always. There's some confusion from some of the mock drafts. They're not necessarily mainly just to be predictions. That's not really the point of them. The point is to get the better understanding of the draft and the way that it's going to probably flow with the players available to what rounds and where you can maybe be able to target here, target there, where truly value has to carry forward everything, um, where there's depth in the draft by the way that things will you know, work out and how things are drafted. You know, you might have a deep position group, but then you might have a lot of teams that aren't necessarily drafting to that position. And then you end up with that position group deepening down through the draft. There's a lot of these different segments that come out of this practice and exercise, I think, Brendan, that help to just inform people better and, and uh, educate a little bit better on the process and what the team's facing when they're coming up with their selections once we get to actual draft day. Okay. All right. So this is going to be a little more of an informal show because we're going to be having like these conversations and discussions about these picks. And we're, we're, we're going to definitely kind of do it a little bit more as like a discussion rather than something that has been prepared beforehand to be presented to an audience, if that makes sense. 
So uh, we're going to try to have some fun with it. And uh, if everybody's ready to go, I will start the presentation. Okay. So let's see here. Allow StreamYard to see your screen. Select window or screen. Um, Allow. Okay. Does that work for everybody? Looks good. Does everyone see the PFF? mock draft simulator so obviously we're going seahawks here um let's see here so for those of you who are unfamiliar with the mock draft simulators they are a lot of fun they are a lot of fun some of them are better than others there are some that produce some very wild results uh pff in my experience tends to be one of the better ones they have a pretty good handle on things so um are you okay with these settings uh brandon just uh care for positional value leans towards more i think that's needs. i think the uh positional value one probably goes down to less okay and let's maybe up just a tiny bit the randomness because of the fact we haven't gotten to the combine yet that perfect yeah. all right so let's go ahead and go with that oh, hold on four four rounds oh oh right okay yeah we're just gonna do the four rounds once you get down to five six and seven you should just do bpa like, there's not much to talk about, in my opinion. If you get down to the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds, pure BPA and turn your brain off otherwise. Yeah. And then opinion. we're going to, and folks, we're going to do, we're going to kind of do two of these back to back. So we're going to do one with Brendan running it and me kind of debating a bit with Brendan, right? And then one with me doing one <clears> on this, <throat> on the two results we get. <clears throat> okay. So we're going to enter the draft here. Now, I'm not going to worry too much about trading up in the first round. Because I don't think we're going to do that. Brennan, you've got to get your GD generational quarterback. What are you talking about? All of it on there. Through it. These picks don't matter to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I want those future picks, man. I, I, I need those future picks. I, I'm, not, I'm not looking to trade up in the first. I will say this. I would not mind at all. And it is quickly becoming one of my favorite options to trade down in the first round. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a minute here. But uh, I am going to go ahead and just start the draft and see where we land when pick 16 comes up. Let's go. All right. Okay. So let's review the first 15 picks. We got Caleb, Drake May. Ooh, here's where the randomness kicks in here. We've got Romo Dunsey going <laughs> third overall to Washington. That's a little wild. That's um, a little wild. Yeah, okay, but, um, you know, they... Uh, there was a medical have... on Marvin. There was a medical on Marvin, okay? He got a medical yeah. flag in the in the evaluation process. Yeah, I mean, maybe Bill Belichick's still their GM or something somehow, and he's just like... Uh, <laughs> um, Romo... He's doing what he always does when he's the GM. Romo ran a 4-3, man. He ran a 4-3 on his pro day on the mm-hmm. slow track at Washington. They said, okay, this kid's a burner. Okay, we've got Joe Alt to the Cardinals. I love it. No idea why they did that, but I love it already. Yeah, that would uh, Brock Brock Bowers. That's beautiful. Uh, that's a nice pick for them. I like that a lot. I was connecting that with Harbaugh when he signed there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to them. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Giants, Fashanu Titans, Cooper Dijon. They, there is a lot of Cooper Dijon hype out there. Like this seems like it's weird right now, but by the time we get to the draft, if he tests well, it won't be like like people love that guy, and I don't know why, but people love him. PFF has him as their number one Q, uh, cornerback in the draft, and he didn't play cor- outside corner until this last year. They moved him all over the place in his prior seasons, and so it was hard to evaluate what he was as a player. This year, purely on the outside and really excelled at that, and I think that's what has people really rising him. 
Nabirs goes number nine. That's a great pick for the Bears, by the way. Paired him with uh, Caleb. I love it. Neighbors. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. uh, Fuaga goes number 10. That's a little bit higher than I think he'll go, but I do like him a lot. He is a lot of fun. He is. He's a good player. Um, Jaden Daniels goes one pick before Denver. Sean Payton punching the air right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, they go with Latu, uh, Bo Nix, Jerzan Newton, and Nate Wiggins rounds out our first 15 picks. Mm. So with all this in mind, uh, let's take a look at who's left at this point. Uh, let's start with um hmm, okay so just to understand where we are quarterback Penix is still on the board we still do have Penix I think he uh some people say McCarthy might be a first round pick too I don't see it I'd really rather not you say McCarthy no, first round pick <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so wide receiver tight end Bowers already off so we're not doing that uh offensive lineman uh let's take a look who's left uh Nobody really here who I would take, but if you go to tackle, you do have J.C. Latham. He's a guy who you've talked about is maybe being a, either a right tackle or left guard. That works for what I'm looking for, right? Sure. Uh, we've got a Marius Mims kind of in the same boat here for Georgia. Could be right tackle, could be left guard. I think he's is, more right tackle. Yeah, you're probably right. You got Troy Fatanu as well. You've got Graham Barton. We'll uh, earmark those for a little bit later. Uh, let's see here. So that's most of the offense stuff. Let's take a look at the defensive line. There's really nobody here who I think would be worth a pick at 16. No. Uh, Jerzan Newton would have been, but he's gone. Potentially. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see here. Edge rusher. There are a couple of edge rushers here that we got to at least talk about. You've got Dallas Turner. You've got Jared verse. You've got Braylon Trice. And I don't know about this Braswell guy. He's kind of been a late bloomer. And now people are talking about him like he's a first round pick. I, I, I don't, I don't know where that came from, but I'm not feeling it. It feels like shades of uh, that Georgia player last year, Nolan Smith, that just started yeah. rising and rising and rising and rising. Yeah. There's no linebacker. We can really have a discussion about safety. I like Kinchins, but not that high. Uh, I uh, let's see here. I think that's really about it. We're not taking a cornerback. And even if we, I mean, Terry and Arnold and Kool-Aid are probably worth it, but we're not taking a cornerback. So that's basically a rundown of where we stand as of right now. So uh, I, I don't hate the idea. A lot of people would hate the idea of taking an edge in the first round for the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. I do not hate it. I'll say that. No, I mean, it's a, if you're talking about going off a value point from this board, Brendan, in my opinion, uh, he is the Dallas is the top edge in this class. I don't think he's a blue chip guy, but I do think you're getting the best edge in this class if you're picking him at this spot. And that's going to be a tantalizing option when the team knows they can't really get much from Daryl Taylor. Um, Hall, even though he was a recent second round pick, has a lot of room to grow here. And you don't necessarily know if he's going to turn it on either. So there, if you're going from pure value on this, that's something that could pull you in that direction of things. Um, so another, there's the Penix angle, which is interesting. I don't, I can't do the Penix thing. I don't think he works here. I don't, I don't, I don't know where you sit on Penix as of right now. I'm not feeling it. I think there's so many factors with Penix that are even beyond a quarterback, like let's say Jaden Daniels, where it's 
that they, these are outside factors that are need to be controlled by the team moving for Penix. You have to have a top-notch offensive line and pass protection minimum. We are not currently providing. Yeah. That. Um. I I think you've got to have you've got to you've got to I think uh, employ some of that air raid spread system to your offense, Brendan. Right. Three and four wide receiver sets and kind of pe- peppering the ball around the field with Penix. And so you you need both of those two things, which we don't know who the next coach is going to be to do that, and we don't have the line to do it. I just don't think it's a right fit. Even if the next guy is a spread concept guy, I mean, look, uh, well, maybe Chip. Chip's. Uh, we've heard the rumors of Chip Kelly coming in with Quinn in the last 24 hours, Brendan. But absent Jim, Ben Johnson's not really spread-based in his approach with what he does offensively. I don't think that Quinn would look to bring a guy in with spread-based outside of them being, you know, the Chip Kelly feels like maybe Schneider's pairing him with Quinn if they make that happen to me. I don't know about you, but that's kind of, I don't know if that, I don't know if the Chip Kelly idea is coming from Quinn's side of the fence. Um, the way that that plays out. Right. So yeah, I, I like Penix, but I just don't see how it would be a fit. So I'm kind of out on the Penix idea. I know a lot of Seahawks fans would love to see him brought to Seattle, but I, I, I I'm, I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan as much as I do like him, but there, there's way too much going on with Penix that is suspicious. Um, I do like the JC Latham idea, but I'm not sure if that's the best possible route here. What yeah, side the, are you on in Dallas Turner versus Jared Verse? Who do you like better? Dallas, Dallas Turner is the better player because he's a little bit of a better player, I think, against the run, and they're pretty mm-hmm. equal um, off the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's check the trade market here real quick because there's one team that wants to trade with me. It's the Houston Texans, and this is something that I do like. So we offer up 16 they offer up 23 and can i get 59 like to me that's actually pretty sweet to me this is something that i feel really good about because i want a second round pick because we don't have one right now mm-hmm. i'm gonna be trading back in my draft brennan so mm-hmm. that's I, it doesn't matter if newton's there in my draft when i pop up in a second i'm gonna be moving back in mine too <clears throat> now okay let's see here so i can even probably get them to throw in like the browns pick that they have which I mean, that I do kind of like. I do like this trade because I feel like I can get somebody I really like at twenty three. So I think this is what I'm going to punch in here. Let, let's see if they take it. All right, we did it. The whole uh, the green room standing up and applauding right now. You know, we're we're feeling really good about that. Yeah, we don't we don't even need the Texans to be bad next year, which would be bad karma to root for the Texans to be bad because the Texans are cool. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we are going to resume and see what's up here. Okay. We've got Troy Franklin. Houston traded up for Troy Franklin. Interesting. I love it. Jeez. I mean, I like the idea anyway. Braylon Trice, Terry and Arnold. Penix goes to the Rams. Oh, that's going to be fun. I don't, I don't, uh, uh, my emotions are being played with right now. Yeah. That's, I would not, I don't know what to think on that one. Yeah. Tyler Nubbin goes to the Steelers. Jared Verse goes to the Dolphins. Kool-Aid goes to the Eagles. That makes sense. Don't think Kool-Aid's going to fall quite this far, by the way, but he's a cornerback. It's, it's always possible, I think, with those guys. Yeah, and there's some variance on this draft. I mean, there's some people that like uh, the kid out of Clemson is the best corner. It's there, it's there. There's not a consensus on the corners right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that we've traded down and gotten that second-round pick, um... Let's see. We still have J.C. Latham, which I'm tempted, very tempted on that one. 
and Dallas Turner, but we'll come back to that in a second here. I do um, think Latham is a right tackle too. I know we played with the notion of moving to guard, but I think he is okay. a guy that's best to the outside when it's all said and done at right tackle. That's his best value. He could do yeah. some guard probably, but. Yeah, I'm tempted to die on my hill here and just say, let's go BPA. We have a chance to get Dallas Turner lower than expected. Uh, I, I I mean, it's you might be looking for me to push back on this, and it was the direction I might go. I don't know. I'll see where I face with it. I think you're in a conundrum that I'd be in with the same pick there because we want to go with a value-based board, right, Brendan? You want value to drive you. When you look at the edge going into next year, you go, look, you can't look at your two edges and say, that's all I need is these two edges, and that's going to get the job done. Uchenna, Boye Mafe look really good, but right now with Derek Hall, he didn't give you a Boye Mafe season one, right? He didn't even give you like something flashy you could you can lean on with what he's bringing. So you go, how much? I can't rely on Taylor. How much can I rely on um, on Hall? I will say as well that you know at initial look see on this draft, you kind of have your your five guys to me that are sort of even a sixth guy that are sort of in your first round territory off the edge. Turner, Latou, Trice, Jared Verse, Chop Robinson, and JT Timaloa out of Ohio State. Right. And then there is kind of a drop off of my early inspection on some of the edges then. So if you're talking about, can I go find a good quality edge later on in this draft? You know, we got to see how this one will play out, certainly. But I would say <clears throat> you might have a bit of a hard time if that's also kind of factoring into it a bit. So I either want to do Dallas Turner or I want to do Troy Fatanu. If I'm drafting for need, <laughs> Fatanu's a guy who I think slides into left guard really nicely. Like he has issues at left tackle, but I think those issues go away if he plays left guard. And when it comes to Fatanu and Barton, to me, they're 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 even Steven. I think I personally like Barton just a little bit more because of his ability to play tackle. I think I can slide him to right tackle at the pro level and he can hold up there for Lucas if Lucas gets injured. As you said with Fatano, I think he's more purified guard at the next level in his setup. But they are, to me, all of those guys, the three the three trio of Fatanu, Barton, and Bebe are all very close to each other, in my opinion, as far as their, uh, their real value. And they're all top 50 guys. So if you pick them in the top 50, you're really not going wrong with any of those. Okay. Uh, I am going to go ahead because, by the way, I think Fatanu is going to test well. And by the time we get to the uh, draft, he's going to be a first-round guy or very Ooh. close. Wow. Okay. He's going to test, especially once people realize this is a guard. This is not a tackle. I think some people yeah. are still kind of looking at this guy as a as a tackle, like they are with Graham Barton, like they are with Cooper Bebe. And um, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I I don't want to do the Dallas Turner thing right now. I think so. I'm going to go with Troy Fatanu at 23. Good pick. Solid pick. I like it. All right. So again, I'm not really looking to trade up right now. Um, I wouldn't hate the idea of trading up into the second round a little bit, but I don't think we need to. So Dallas Turner does go two picks later. Keon Coleman, JC Latham. Who is Ennis Rakestraw Jr.? That's a cool name. He's, a, he's an interesting corner. That's a little, probably a little early for him, but I mean, the corners are going to draw some, a lot of, you're going to see a lot of variables of opinion on the corners in this draft, Brennan, because it's like, they're, they're all kind of got their own little unique style and certain guys are going to fall in love with certain players just because they're of the unique traits they have versus others. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Jonah Ellis, Lad McConkey. That's a, another cool name, by the way. Uh, there goes Mims, Barton, TJ Tampa, Walker, Mitchell, Xavier Worthy. There goes JJ McCarthy. Thank God. 
Mm -hmm. Brian, wow. Early second, huh? <laughs> I mean, Daniel Jones and JJ McCarthy are your quarterbacks. Boy, talk about, can you just give me a rope and let me hang myself now as a, mm -hmm. as a giant fan? Are they going to combine the two and try to get one serviceable starting quarterback? Out of it? Maybe they'll maybe they'll be the original. Maybe it'd be back to the what was the old fluctuating starter thing, right? <laughs> one mm -hmm. one guy gets one quarter, the next guy gets the second quarter, then the third and the fourth. You know, flip it back and yeah, forth. I, I think there was like a, I think wasn't there like a game in the eighties where the Seahawks played the Broncos and they basically did that. I think I, Elway was hurt and they were yeah, like rotating oh, it's and Tommy before. Maddox. Yeah, yeah, it's happened before. It's it's not a path to success, but it has occurred mm -hmm. before, right? Uh, let's see, Brian Thomas, Chris Braswell, Jermaine Burton, Leonard Taylor the third, Byron Murphy the second. Wow, look at that. I mean, I like him, but man, he is rocketing up boards lately. A lot of people have him as DT1 in this draft. Mm -hmm. uh, Adonai Mitchell, Dorless, Brooks, Jenkins, King, Leggett, DJ James, Chop Robinson. So we've had a run on the DTs, dude. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, which I don't love. I love Devondre Sweat. If this was the scenario, and I don't want to play this out in the um, simulator because it would take an eternity, but if this was the scenario, I would have traded up like five or six spots to get Sweat because I really like Devondre Sweat. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to mess with that right now. So let's take a look here. Pick 59. So the top guys would be, well, we got Kalen Bullock, and we're definitely going to come back to that because Bullock is a ball hawk. And we're going to need some safeties. And let's let's anticipate, Brendan. Let's both you and me operate when we're doing this draft. That Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs have been let go. Yeah, and by the way, I would not be shocked if Love was as well. We do save some significant money there, and if the next coach doesn't like him, then um, you could completely clean out the safety room. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's also impossible um, with impossible. I I haven't looked very much at Tyler Guyton yet. Is he a tackle or guard in the NFL? He is a right tackle at the NFL. Okay. Okay. Toolsy, yeah, he's he's a he's like got the Madden create a player kind of perfect looking kind of build length to him, mm -hmm. but he's uh he's a little str yeah. he's a struggle on his feet. Okay, uh, we've got Jalen Polk, my boy. I'm so proud to see him up almost in the top fifty. That is so heartwarming. I'm not going to draft him, but I love seeing it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Edgerin Cooper, you you. About a month and a half ago, turned me on to Edron Cooper, Brandon, and I fell in love. I, I barely knew who he was, and then you mentioned him, and I looked at him, and I was like, wow, this guy's awesome. Number two middle linebacker I got on my board, only Junior Colson ahead of him, who I know they, they've got Junior Colson lower on this one. They've got a couple linebackers ahead yeah. of Colson, but I put Colson just a little higher ahead of Cooper. Yeah, I think Colson's a guy who the actual NFL evaluators are going to make in a late first, early second pick. Yeah, and I think too. that the uh, mock drafts or the uh, mock big boards are missing on him pretty badly. Yeah, I think they're going to update with time on that one. Now, our next pick is going to be in, I think, the 70s. So we're not going to pick again for about 20 picks here. Hmm. Ooh, we got Peyton Wilson here as well. Yeah, here's Junior Colson, who, yeah, you're right. They don't like him that much. I think that there are more linebackers that I'm willing to take in the third round than there are safeties. Like, to me, Kalen Bullock is clearly the best safety remaining. Like, let's sort by safety here. You've got this Utah guy that I don't know anything about. I do like Bullard, and I do like Hicks. But Kalen Bullock is, like, head and shoulders above the rest. So I'm kind of tempted to take him. Yeah, agreed. I don't have another safety with the same uh, same grade at that point. You know, you can see there you're dropping down to 71 from 45 on their rank to Siona Viaki. Uh, so, you know, Caleb's a second round grade strong. Um, 
I, he was one of the players on that USC defense that was actually showing up. It's not his fault yeah. necessarily. They played as bad as they were. So yeah. it, it would they be, an, him, again, pick yeah, from the They call him a turd blossom, like the flower that grows out of the turd. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I want to go with Kalen Bullock, and he's not a guy that I typically take in my mock, so this is kind of exciting. We need safeties, man. And we need cheap safeties. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and punch that in. Feel pretty good about that. Uh, okay. Jalen Polk goes in the second round. Good for him. Wingo, Vaki, Frazier, Brendan Rice, Ricky Persall, Josh Newton, Oro Horo, John Bullard. Oh, there goes Colson to the Chargers. Ah, oh, Cooper too. Peyton Wilson, man, there's your run of three. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Ah, oh, man, that hurts a little bit. That hurts. Even Luafa, Notre Dame goes too. Ooh, yeah. You're gonna, okay. you're gonna have to go get your LB in the fifth, man. <laughs> or we just uh, Trotter bite on Trotter. I mean, look, I don't love the season Trotter had, but he played better as the year went on. Look at your DL, DIs. Let's see what our DIs are too, because we haven't we okay. haven't addressed that yet either. I do like Dwayne Carter. I don't know if I like him in the third. Ooh, Tyler Davis. He's kind of nice. Yeah, it's getting thin on the defensive line. Mm. Although by this point, we probably already paid Leonard Williams, so it's not the end of the world. No, no, it's not. And there is some depth on the defensive line overall as you go through a bit. Uh, and hey, I mean, the value on the board is Trotter. And you need that's also your need where need meets value here because look at linebacker. Where's middle linebacker at? If oh, we yeah, go, yeah, 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 uh, linebacker, linebacker, linebacker. Ugh. Yeah, after Trotter, it's not great. Ulofo Shio's interesting, but I don't know if I view him as an NFL player. Cedric Gray's fun. See what I like about the ooh, Jalen Ford is nice there too. Yeah, that, that's a, a one of the better cover linebackers. He's like a sport. day three guy all day, though. I'm definitely not taking him here. What I like about the potentially going linebacker here is that you go value to need with Trotter, and then you set up for yourself the stage potentially, Brendan, because you might you probably need two middle linebackers in this draft. So one of the Jalen Ford, one of Edwan Elfoso. I know we're not doing a fifth round draft, but you now maybe have the availability of one of those guys in the fifth round. So now you've attacked both middle linebacker positions at that point in this draft. Um, and brought in pretty good quality guys at that point. So it's a strong way to go on that on that side of it. If you could look at uh, center real quick. Ooh, so, uh, well, interior offensive line. Let interior me, uh, offensive line. Uh, let's see here. I so do like one, some of these guys. Ooh, yeah, Cooper, look, dude, there's the, no way Cooper Bebe is going to be here. By the way, that's ridiculous. I did. I get you. I'm 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 with it. But look look at those look at those three names right there alone, Bebe. They're, they're smoking crack on the mahogany and Haynes are fine. When it comes down to draft day, though, when you're facing that, those three guys, you're looking right there. Go back up. Bebe, Van Pram, Zach's enter. Those will be your three guys at this spot when you're sitting in the draft. Not maybe Bebe. He'll be out the board. Maybe Van Pram as well. But that's the tough. You're sitting in the spot right now, Brandon, where I'm going to be sitting in a second when I do this draft. Looking down the barrel of those guys, whether they're there or not when you pick. <clears throat> to me, those are guys that you talk about making investment in the line. And you, you put Cooper Bebe and you match him up next to um, – Troy Fatanu, and now you have two guys that can both in a pinch play tackle if you need. Um, tell me that that line's not monstrously better instantaneously. You put Cedric Van Pram with your your pick of Troy Fatanu. Tell me that that line's not tremendously, um, you know, markably improved. Um, so these guys, to me, when I was doing these mocks and going through with this pick in round three and looking down the barrel at these three guys, I'm staring at. Whoa, it's hard not to 
Yeah. I know you got two picks here and four picks. That's the thing to consider too, is you get two selections and four, but uh, that's the tough one for me when I look at this going, man, I, I like those guys there from a value standpoint. If any of those three are sitting there at the end of round three, looking me down dead in the barrel, I'm, I think I'm going to have to yeah. jump. I wish I had more information about the Abe Lucas thing. If I knew his knee was messed up and wasn't getting better, I'd feel like we got to do it. But if he's going to be fine, then what does Cooper Bebe do? Move to right guard? Mm-hmm. Could he exactly. do that? Like, is he a mauler like that? And didn't Zach Zinter mutilate his leg? Um, I think he was back out there for the championship. I thought he went down bad. I thought I thought he was back. I thought I was on back out there. I could have been wrong. Um, hold on one second here. I don't think he played in the national championship game. Um, I, uh, to my knowledge, his le leg basically got ripped off its body. Let me check this here. Yeah. He broke his tibia and fibula against Ohio state. There's no way he played in the national championship game unless he's literally Wolverine. He might be, uh, but those are recoverable injuries. Those aren't, he, he he's going to come back. Those fine and getting him in the third round. He would have been a second round guy if he was healthy. Uh, one question I got for you, because, uh, this is a guy who's been getting some press. What do you think of Michael Pratt? I haven't taken a lot, a deep dive into Pratt yet, to be honest with okay. you. Okay. He's kind of the resident small school quarterback of this class that everyone's kind of excited about. I'll definitely take a look. I just haven't, Hey, he just yeah. came up on my radar. I wasn't even aware of him. Yeah. He intrigues me. I, I like what he did this year. Wow. So this is a tough one. Because I already took Fatanu, I don't really want to take Bebe. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. What about uh, Pratt, Spencer Rattler? There's two at third round. Ooh, Spencer Rattler. Oof. That hurts. Um, first round talent, seventh round head. <laughs> Maybe fourth round is where it evens out, right? You should take the average. That works for me. Yeah, I'm not going to do that quite yet. Um I kind of feel like we got to do the linebacker thing because I don't think we're keeping Brooks. I can't. I don't think we can afford him. I think it's an understandable way to go here. Even though I don't love Trotter, that's the thing that I hate about it. Like he is small, and um, you, you're going to have to get a def defensive guy who's willing to blitz a lot because Trotter on the blitz is kind of. I, I feel like that's how you're going to have to try to utilize him. I'm not sold on him as much either. I I like him. I liked him a lot more initially. The more I watched the tape on him, the more I worried about the size limitations with him. I think that that's a realistic concern. There is Tate Ratledge here too. That's a right guard guy. He that is, is kind of nice. Wow, they actually have Ratledge higher than Bebe. I, I I can't see that. They got it off. Bebe Bebe is going to be a second rounder. All those guys you just looked at, maybe not Zinter because of the leg injury, but the uh, Van Pren is a sub first rounder. He's right in that Linderbaum, John Michael Schmitz. I mean, he's in that same place those guys were. He's going to go in the same spot in the draft. And Bebe's, keep my baby. Yeah, he projects to be left guard who you can also play a tackle. So it's only going to increase his value come draft day. You know, a guy like Tay Rutledge is a pure right guard. Those things are pretty easy to find, you know. Exactly. All right, I'm just going to go with Trotter because I feel like we're going to have kind of a need that's really pushing against us here. Because, again, I, I I don't think – I don't even know if Wagner's coming back. I get it. I totally get it. So I'm just going to punch that in. And then we've got our pick in the third here. 81 overall. And the only guys we missed out on were Haynes and Mahogany, which those were the two guards we were looking at that we kind of liked a couple guys more anyway. So that worked out actually pretty dang well.
Huh. Okay. So this is uh, kind of tough now. I'm really tempted to go Van Pran, though, even though it's a, a reach. I'm trying to decide, do I want to take the risk of him falling to the fourth, right? He, I, he ain't falling to no fourth if he lasts this far. Because he's such a good move center. He would fit in so well with Cross and Lucas and Barton, and excuse me, Fatanu. I believe as well he has some guard experience at right guard or left guard, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, let's just make this offensive line really good. Let's get some, let's get this like, yeah. I, I, I think I'm doing Van Pran. Let me look one more time. Sorry, this is taking so long. All right. Mm hmm. Check maybe. Um, you go in there, you go in there. There's not going to be a tight end. Um, no. Well, yeah. I guess it's worth looking real quick here. Yeah, Cade Stover's still there. Man, he's dropped hard. I wonder what happened. Yeah. He's not that maybe, athletic. He's athletically yeah. limited. Yeah. You know what? Let's just make this offensive line supercharged. How can that be a bad thing? How can that possibly be wrong? You invest in the offensive line. It's there. I have yet to see a team that invests in the offensive line and they're like, man, we shouldn't have invested this hard in the offensive line. I, I've never heard said no team ever, in my opinion. Okay. So Dwayne Carter, wow, third round pick for the Duke defensive lineman. Tyke Smith, Trey Benson. Why did the Dolphins lose their third round pick? What did they do? Uh, is that because they told Brian Flores to throw games? I don't is that still affecting them? It feels like that was a little bit a, a while ago. Huh. I don't know. All right, McMillan, McKinley Jackson, Roman Wilson. Yeah, uh, Gabriel Murphy. Oh, there goes Bebe, Blake Corum, Javon. Solomon, Johnny Wilson, Jamari Trash, Spencer Rattler to the Niners. Yeah, right. <laughs> I cannot. That, fit, that, that fits, Brendan. That actually, that's it. That oddly actually kind of fits. <laughs> yeah. A coach who likes a quarterback who does what he's told to do and a quarterback who doesn't like anyone telling him what to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zach Zinter, third round pick. Okay. So he does stay in day two. Bucky Irving. Da, 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 da. Oh, Mason Smith, Michael Pratt goes to New England. I like that. Ratledge. Uh, let's see. Malaki Corley, Justin Ibogby. This is going to be my last pick, by the way, because we're not doing the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds because that's a little too far out there for me, I think. But um, I think I already know what I want to do here. And this is uh, one of my uh, favorites. This is Cade Stover. Love the dude. But let me scroll through real quick. Let me do the due diligence. Jordan Travis, quarterback. You haven't picked a QB here. Yeah. I don't really feel like we need a quarterback that much, though, if we're going to do things the way that I think they're going to do things. And I don't feel the need to force it, you know? There are quarterbacks that I like in this class, but not positive we're going to get a chance at any of them. Mm -hmm. Wait, does, does PFF not have uh... – oh, they do have Milton. Okay. You see, that's the thing. You could get Milton in the fifth round. I think the odds of Milton being a good NFL quarterback are now higher than Jordan Travis. I don't think, well, I don't think so necessarily. Cause I think Jordan Travis is going to recover from that leg injury. It's not going to be something that keeps him down forever. And so he's a much more refined further along in his development QB than Milton is. Milton's got the upside, the arm strength, all that, but it's a lot more of a question mark versus I think what you are getting in the kid out of Florida state. But we need a tight end, so I'm just going to punch in Stover and feel good about it. I like him. Great Will Disley replacement. Totally fair. 
Oh, Jordan Travis goes to Denver. Wow. You got another pick? Yeah, yeah. I, I got the Browns pick. I totally forgot. And I'll tell you, I'm really tempted to go Jaden Hicks here. He's still here. He's finally getting some respect. The big boards had him in the seventh round, and now they're finally bumping him up. Isn't Kalen Bullock more of a strong safety, though? Uh, I mean, is to me, Kalen Bullock's like a ball hawk. I look at him more like a Ed Reed type uh, ball hawk, like a free safety. I could be wrong. Let me hold on. Let me just double check on this. I could be getting my wires crossed because there are a few safeties that have similar names, but. Uh, one sec here. Let me just check real quick to make sure. I could be wrong on this and how I outlook it here, but I thought that he was spending some time over at the. He does a he's a ball hawk. I'll give him that. Boo, 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 boo. Goodness, James Williams fell off a cliff down outside the one one hundred top one fifty. Yeah, he's he's just kind of coming along as a um as a guy at this point. So I guess he does a mix. Bullock, Bullock does a mix. He's got a bit of free safety, a bit of. Well, after this year, we might just need like a whole new safety room. So even if Jaden Hicks is like a jack of all trades type backup, that's not bad either. I'd rather pay a rookie salary to one than have somebody no, like Jordan Love doing that. Man, it's the best. It's value on the board. You know, definitely value on the board there where you're picking at that spot. Yeah, I'm going with it. I'm just going to rock with it. Rock with it. All right. So that is my mock draft here on the stream. Just, uh, oh, they do not like the Fatanu pick. I'll say that much, which makes sense. They have him as a second round guy, but he, he's going to go up. Save that one too, so we can maybe show them both both of our yeah. drafts right. on it. Okay, so they like the trade a lot, which I like the trade a lot too. They love Kalen Bullock. They love Trotter. They hate Van Pran, which um, they're, they're going to regret that one. There's no way Van Pran isn't a great NFL center. And then they like Stover and they like Hicks. Okay. It's a good draft. All right. So let me uh, go ahead. There's a download sharing. image right okay. there. You just hit the download image. and it'll Yeah. Take let it. me just stop the sharing real quick so I can. I don't need you guys seeing inside my computer. <laughs> I don't need you guys stealing my keys. <laughs> That's right. Passwords. Okay. All right. So that is the first mock draft of the day. So do you want to drive for the next one or should I drive in? You just tell me what you want to do. I'll drive if you want. Probably be easier to do if I can. All right. Um, as long as you can, uh, I'm pretty sure you can. I think you just you just set it up again, then just share the screen to me, and then I can. All right. Let me through. see here. So share screen. Does it allow me to? It doesn't look like I have the option to kick it over to you. Okay. Well, so I, I might just have to drive. All right. Uh, let's see here. So. All right, so let's do a new mock draft. Okay, this is the one that Brandon is going to drive. Do you want to play with any of the settings, or are you good with the settings we had? I'm uh, I'm good with the settings where they were. Totally. All right. And you're good with going in fast, or do you want to slow it down so you can trade up if you're feeling it? No trading up in this one. I'll trade back, but not up. Okay. All right, so same setup. Let's go ahead and start it up. Okay, this one, right off the bat, we get a curveball. Drake May, Mitch Trubisky 2.0 goes to the Bears. How fitting. I might have to have you run it at least time so I get at least one trade offer on this pick because I'm moving this pick one way or the other. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not sitting on. Yeah. 
no trade opportunities. I well, hope, yeah. you do have the op- well, well, we'll get to that in a second here, but we've got Caleb, Alt, Harrison. Is Joe Alt moving ahead of Fashanu in big boards or something lately? Or is yeah, because he's twenty. Him? He's twenty years old. So you get a guy that's twenty-two, going to be twenty-three, versus a guy that played at twenty years old. It starts to, uh, you know, those are the guys that are kind of the unicorns out there, right? Because then the NFL evaluators go, "Wow, look at him! He's playing with big boys at twenty years old." You get him with his frame filled out two to three years down the line, and look, look the hell out. Where Fashano is kind of what he is at this point. In, in that respect. I don't think he's a lot older, but he's a couple of years and that that's enough to make the difference. I think Fashano still probably goes before him, but somebody might really look at um, Alt in that way where it's just, he's really going to come along as he, you know, it's like Charles Cross when you're off to cross at 21, you know, it's like, he's going to fill in, he's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. All right. So most of the draft goes about as expected. Daniels, Harrison, neighbors, uh, Bo Nix goes to Denver, so they got their quarterback there. Brock Bowers falls to 13, which that would get me way too excited on draft day if that happened. Like, like I, I would have a heart attack if Bowers got that close to Seattle. Yeah, I'd like, hope we'd be looking to trade up if that were to happen, if he got that yeah. close. But he doesn't make it, so we're sitting here at 16. We do have a couple of really high-value guys here. O'Dunsey, Jerzan Newton, and then you've got a couple of Alabama guys, Latu. So do you want me to rerun the sim so we can get a trade offer on the Barbie? Yeah, because I'm not those guys I don't have a great, I don't have a blue chip prospect grade. I'm sure somebody will be willing to trade with the Hawks. I don't think there'll be like no team that will be able to trade. Yeah. Trading up is not what it used to be, though, in fairness. No, but I just I mean mm-hmm. I will acknowledge that. There'll be one. Trading. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, come on. Rerun it again. Rerun yeah. it again. Give me a break. Yeah. Everyone yeah, I've me, run up until this point, they've allowed you at least one trade offer. Uh, maybe I should reduce randomness a little bit. That makes it more likely. Yeah, sure. Let's just see what happens here. Okay, oh, there Lord. we go. Jesus. But, um, okay, we're just going to pretend Brock Bowers isn't there because that's goofy. Yeah, he's kidding. not there. Just, anyway. yeah. just go to trade. Okay, um, so what do we got? We got the Dolphins. We got the Eagles, we got the Patriots, and we got the Broncos. I don't know what the Broncos are thinking. Let's try six. Let's try sixteen twenty-one fifty-three on Dolphins. Sixteen for twenty-one and fifty-three. Forty-two percent chance. Not bad. Offer it up. All right. Ah. Throw them a throw them a sixth or whatever. Okay. Throw them a sixth. Uh. Okay, that boosts it to forty-nine. We are flipping a coin here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ah. Yeah. All right. Let's try a different team then. If they're not going to let me, I, I just want to basically get a 16 to the, I'm not really picky. Well, on... Let's try that Eagles pick then. Uh, okay. That's 54%. We can get Perfect. 22 and 54. Let's do it. Okay. Yes. All right. There we go. So you got your trade back. So let's go ahead and resume and see what comes up when we're picking. Okay, so we've got, uh, let's see, who just went? Jordan Morgan, Jared Verse, Latham, Fuaga, Braswell, Bowers. Yeah, Philly traded up to take Bowers. That sounds like something they would do. Kool-Aid, Dallas. Okay, so what are you looking at here? I want more, one more check for the trade. Just show me the options that are available. Jacksonville at 48 and Miami at 53. Okay. 
Um, what are we picking at right now? 22. Yeah, that's a drop there. Okay, go back to draft. Uh, scroll down if you could for me. Right. Get a little look. Oh boy. Okay. All right. I, I don't think if you scroll back up the top, I, I don't think that at this point, I think Latube, Nick's, Brian Thomas, scroll just a little bit more down. Sorry, you got to kind of go. I, I think Mims is going to be here at this spot. That's a little bit like the Brock Bowers one where I don't buy that he's there at 22. Um, the rest of these guys probably would be there. Um, I'm going to go with, um, I'd really like to do a trade, but 48 is a little bit far back to go. Uh, okay, let's go with uh, Graham Barton. Graham Barton, okay. I actually drafted him in my mock um, that I did, uh, I think it was a couple days ago. I feel good about this pick. And I'm All not right. going to get a good rank by PFF, but I don't care because I don't. their rank's not updated, I don't think, on this thing. Yeah, I think they're looking at Barton and saying, eh, he's an okay tackle, but he's not going to play tackle in the NFL most likely. Agreed. Okay, so let's do Mr. Barton. And then we are jumping on down to our pick in the second that we got from the Eagles. And, uh, yeah, Byron Murphy goes 44th again. They're in love. They love him. Okay. So, let's see what's my, here. What's my trade first? Just see which team Green it is. Green Bay at 57. And we are All right. at 54. See if we can do a 57 to 54 and get me back a fourth round pick, if you could, please. Uh, okay. That okay. maybe a third. No, no they won't, they won't do the Buffalo one. Uh, okay. That's 49%. I could get that, like two fourth round picks. Those are fourth rounders. At that's yeah. Spot? Uh, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I could remove that one and then it's basically a sure thing. And sure. That in no, I'm okay. It. That's, I mean, it's the, the one's fair. It's okay. We can, just want to get that one extra fourth rounder in there. We're good. Okay, okay resume draft. So Wingo and Dorless go off the board. I forgot about Mecky Wingo, by the way. I feel like he didn't even play this year. Yeah, he didn't do. I mean, he was he was okay. He was just okay. Okay, so top guys left include include Chris Jenkins. That's a very interesting one for me. Patrick Paul, Jalen Polk, Jackson Powers Johnson. McCarthy, Isaac, James. Ooh, Devondre Sweat's still here. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Peyton Wilson. This is going to be a pretty easy one, I think, on this one for me, brother. Okay. Um, yeah, I love Chris Jenkins a lot, but he's a three-tech. I, I think you've got – I think you're bringing back – I do anticipate you're bringing back Leonard Williams. You still have Jaron Reed coming back. Those guys can do a little bit of that for you. You need some more beef up front. And some beef coming in <clears throat> the nature of, to me, I think Tavondre Sweat would be the pick here as I look oh, through yes. those names. I, I really Dude, can't see there being <clears throat> you're, You do realize you're recreating my mock that I did a few days ago, right? You are reading my I didn't, mind. We are in sync uh, right now. Well, I'm just saying we're in sync. I didn't have a chance to see it. So I, you know, I just, it's, I mean, go to, if you can go to middle linebacker. Let me see. Edron I mean, Cooper I'm, just went off the board. By I the know. Way. See, see the, the only thing I don't like about this is I got to make my peace with, Trotter, Wilson, Colson are probably gone by the next time I pick. So I'm I'm definitely screwing the pooch when it comes to the middle linebacker for this draft by taking this direction. But it's a pooch that wait, I'm not going to say it that way. I'm I'm I still feel good enough about it because I just like Tibandre Sweat more as an I think overall player. Colson makes it hard for me, man. He makes it hard because I think he's really close. But boy, I just feel like you put that big dog Tavondre up in the middle. 
I don't think anybody's running in on that defense up in the middle of the defense. Tamandre Sweat. Yeah, you should have seen me on stream every time we ran the ball up the middle when we played Texas in the uh, playoff game. Yeah, you should have seen me. I was so mad. I was like, why are you ever running up the middle against Tamandre Sweat? Oh, he's the size of three human, normal human beings stacked side to side. He's that wide. And he's just, he's unbelievable. So I'll take that and be happy all day long. All right. All right. Now here we are at pick numbers, uh, pick 78. We still have uh, two picks coming up in the next four. So let's take a look at the top here. We got McCarthy. We got Pratt, McMillan, Christian Haynes, Javon Bullard, Dwayne Carter, Trey Benson. Uh, I'm not even going to try that one. Uh, let's see here. No trade offers, by the way. We could maybe force no more one. Trade. But... I've done my trades. I'm, I'm good. Go, um, if you can, show me uh, show me both interior offensive line and show me um, interior defensive line. We got Haynes, Mahogany, Ratledge, Bebe. Still not believing he's going to be there, but who knows? Who knows? Defensive line, top guys, Dwayne Carter. Then we have McKinley Jackson, Mason Smith. Michael Middle linebacker Jr. just as the line is the last one. Okay. Uh, top linebacker is the Notre Dame guy, Marist Lufau. Lufau. Um, let's see here. Uh, and then another Notre Dame guy, J.D. Bertrand. These are two guys that I heard nothing about during the season, by the way, which is weird because I was looking into linebackers. Yeah, I, they're they're late, definitely late kind of guy. The 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 Mustafa guy I know a little bit more about, but um, okay, so I'm gonna go with this. I mean, so are, am I counting Bebe like we crowded Bowers at the start, or is he in play here? Maybe maybe there's something going on here because a lot of big boards have Bebe in this area. Maybe there's something going on there that we don't know about, or uh, maybe he just needs to test at the combine and kind of make it official that he's a uh, guard or something. I don't know. I, I'm going Cooper Bebe then. I'm okay. sorry. I mean, I'm I'm just if I got to pay Barton and, and Bebe, I've got my interior set. I've got flexibility for swing tackles for the next three years set. If I've got to kick anybody outside, I think those guys may even have an ability. One of the two of them to kick eventually into center if you want to run it. So I I'm going to go with Bebe because that's just too good a value at this point at the board for me to turn down versus the other players that are there. That's the best value sitting us right here in the third round. We're doing it. And we pick again immediately, basically. So I don't think anybody you cared about went off the board. So you've got a similar choice now. <laughs> okay. Boy. Okay. Uh, give me a safety look if I could. See what safety. I got out there. Got the Georgia guys, Hicks, Bubraid, Mustafa from Wake Forest, Cole Bishop. He's interesting. And then Not I this guess. Area. Sorry, middle linebacker only then. Just one more look at that. Okay, middle linebacker. Yeah, Man, Eichenberg was a first-round pick at one point, too. Yeah, he's definitely dipped. Cedric Gray is kind of interesting. I, I like yeah. to look at him down there as well. But I, get that guy, I can get him later, though, at this with this draft. I don't like Maurice that much better mm -hmm. than, than the other guy. Um, okay, scroll down just a little bit, then let me go through the options. Uh, okay. I'm going to probably set the chat on fire with this one. Um, well, I'm driven between a, a McClinley Jackson and I'm kind of even thinking about Van Pran and just building my whole thing out, but let's go with, uh, 
yeah, I, I'm really thinking about doing that, Brendan, here. Just going heavy. Keep scrolling down if you could. Keep letting me have a look on the bottoms just to make sure there's not somebody I'm missing. I mean, talk me out of this, Brendan. Like, where else is the value on this board you're looking at from where we've drafted? Yeah, so, yeah. That That's kind of why the whole Cooper Bebe thing kind of throws me because he's never played right guard before. But, I mean, if you keep doing drafting these offensive linemen over and over and over, eventually you're going to come up with good ones, right? That's what I want to do is at the forefront of this is make a great offensive line. And I have, if you think about it, we've got Leonard Williams coming back, Jaron Reed coming back, uh, Tavondre Sweat that I've added to the group. Mike Morris is also returning back to the flex. That doesn't mm -hmm. speak to anything that you do in free agency before the draft to add to that group. Is defensive line really as much of the need at this point? And while I like middle linebacker to address that here, as you just showed on the value on that board, I'm I'm reaching for need at that point if I picked a line, middle linebacker here. Am I not? I know Maurice is technically on this board the highest on the deal, but I don't have him that high yeah. as they've got on their deal here. All right. I mean, if you want to do it, go for it. There's also Zach Zinter. Well, no, Zach Zinter doesn't make sense yet. No, because I've, I've dressed it. Yeah, I've dressed Cooper. I, I, I've, I've, I think I might just do it for the hell of it here, just for right. the giggles. And I'm going it. We're going Van Pran. Deal with the chat. I'm going heavy offensive People are going to be that upset about it. It's just going to be like there is some element of like, well, we're ignoring other areas of the team that desperately need help. <clears throat> okay. But I don't think people are going to be like, oh, man, we address the offensive line too much. Like that that's not a thing that people are going to say, right? I, I'm sure I'll get some bullback. I don't care. I'll take it. That's I, I'm, I'm walking away with the line that now is on the rise to be one of the best in the National Football League, and I think that that's yeah. going to take this team to some some really nice places. Okay, so you got two picks left, 118, 123. 125, excuse me. Okay. Let's look back at the middle linebackers again here. Okay. Fourth round. I'm going to go Cedric Gray is the better guy of this bunch than Tommy. I think he's better than Tommy Eichenberg. So I'm going to go with Cedric Gray as my as my guy. The fact that he's lasted here to the fourth round. Uh, I think he's yeah. better than Edifon. Yeah, they got him in the sixth. There's no way, right? Like I just don't. Then. I think he's a top four round guy. I think maybe not. Maybe you're getting him for the round that he's earmarked. Scroll down a little bit more on those middle linebackers. Let's see if there's any. Ooh, Jalen Ford too. Well, that's what I get. I'll come back and – okay. I know what I'm going to do here. Okay. Yeah. I want Cedric Gray, please. Okay. He might test really poorly. That's the one thing that could happen with Cedric Gray. There are it's some awesome. rumors that he runs like a 4-7, but that's an old 40 time. Like, Derek Young's 40 time used to be five seconds, and then he slimmed it down to like 4-3-5. So, I'm not worried go. about it that much yet. There we go. All right. So, my final pick. Um you know, the Alabama edge guy, this guy might end up being a defensive lineman, a bug bee. He actually really caught my attention as the season went on in a positive way. I haven't taken a long look at the guy quite yet. Um, <laughs> See, I think I want to go back to middle linebacker again with Edifon Edivoso or Jalen Ford. I don't think Jalen Ford falls that deep into this draft either. He's not going to – I don't think he's going to land there. He, not a big uh, Eichenbauer guy. Yeah. Like Ford might end up playing safety in the NFL. I feel like coverage is his strength. And it is. He's great in coverage. How about strong yeah. safety? Let's take a look at that. Is Hicks still there? No, nope, Hicks just got taken by Dallas. Yeah. Bu Braid, Cole Bishop, James Williams. Williams would be What's interesting. Up, yes. James Williams might be an interesting guy here. Mm hmm. 
Do we do we take do we take it at a Foso over Eichenberg or is Eichenberg at least solid enough in the fourth round that you take him? You feel okay there? I'm torn don't on this fall, one, Brendan. Don't fall for the Ohio State pedigree. They've had some good middle linebackers, man. Hell, yeah. even Mike Rabel, the guy, the guy we're looking at head coach, has, has been good through there. I mean, they know how to churn Ooh. those guys out. If we get Vrabel, we're definitely getting Eichenberg, is what you're saying. I think I got to go with it for that reason, Brendan. I, I'm, okay. I'm going to Eichenberg late fourth round. I don't like him, but in the late fourth, he's got NFL size. Let's do it. They're not going to like my draft, but I don't care. Yeah, who cares? C okay, they like your trade. They don't. Wow, they don't like sweat. What? What is up with that, man? Yeah, they don't like this mock draft at all. No, I figured they wouldn't, but I don't. I I I trust in this draft would make us, yeah, much better on the lines of scrimmage. For some reason, they really devalue like Bebe and Van Pran. I, I like. I think Van Pran might go in the second round. Honestly, I agree. That's where it comes down to. Is like, okay, I'm in that round, Brendan, and those guys are maybe not as much the position to need other areas like middle linebacker. But if I'm going by value and I'm saying that I'm pounding the table, saying value's got to carry the day. If I have a second round grade on Van Pran and Bebe and I've got them in the back of the third round, I've got to stick to my guns on that and say, that's, that's where I've got him. I got to take him. And I continue to come down to say this, Brendan, I, I really believe in this is that there is no team out there that invests heavily in their offensive line who says, damn, we put too much in that offensive line. If we weren't so driven by making this offensive line, we could have had a really good team if we poured into more assets in other places. I think teams instead go the opposite direction of it. And uh, I wanted the center of this draft, try to prove the lines. And I thought about going another defensive lineman at some point in this, but we had to come back and deal with linebacker a little bit. And if one of those two guys can be players, you bring back Bobby, um, you're okay at the middle linebacker. And I'll tell you what, Tavondo Sweat will help any middle linebacker behind him because uh, he's going to command the double teams yeah. up front. And by the way, remember guys, both of our mocks still had picks in the fifth, sixth, and seventh. So we were going to be able to fill out with depth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I would I'd love to ideally come back and get the middle linebackers there. If there was a Colson, if there was a a middle linebacker in that third round that was a little bit more enticing in that spot we're picking, I'm jumping. But if offensive line's the strength at that point, if that's where the value is, I think you got to go that direction, you know, with it a little bit. Okay, so um, at this point, I uh, do you want to try to like run one more sim and we kind of do it together? Like um, I'm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. open up. Okay, so let's see if we can try to find the right middle ground here. So let's do this again. That's four rounds. Let's do a little more randomness. Uh, yeah, that seems about right. I wonder, like, like I know that everybody has a plan to uh, not draft for needs when the draft starts. I wonder if, like, in real life, you were trying to set this slider at how teams actually do their business with BPA versus need, I wonder where that would end up landing. I think it's 60 to 70% of the teams end up drafting for most of their picks in need. And that yeah. 30% of teams actually truly draft to value. Yeah. Uh, just for fun, do you want to make this a seven rounder just to sure. span things out a little bit? Do thing. Okay. So let's, uh, I'm not going to trade up here. So we're just going to go to our pick, but this time let's, consider not trading back just for a second here since we did it the first two times so by the way we could trade down but only with the Bengals so we're only going to go down two spots meaning we could get we could get a third round pick from that do it by the way in real life I don't think the Bengals would do this I don't think they'd give up 80 to move down two spots no I don't think so either so maybe we don't do it because it's not realistic 
but if it's i'm down to it if we want to do it yeah um well let me let, I, I i would definitely do this too but uh, bengals aren't this bad of an organization anymore are they probably not <laughs> we can throw them back a throw back a fifth or something just to make it feel good okay yeah i'll do that uh okay so now we're picking here at 18 we could trade down again but let let's uh explore these options a little bit more than we've done the last couple of times okay. um so we've got jerzan newton that's interesting right he's by far the best defensive lineman in this draft right mm -hmm. uh fuaga is gonna be a very intriguing right guard slash uh, i'm sorry left guard slash right tackle prospect i think um mm -hmm. i don't know if he'll be able to play both but he'll be able to play at least one of them a guard yeah okay yeah okay, I... you've got turner that's interesting latu some people love latu by the way a lot of people think latu is the best edge in this class like he's his pressure rate was off the charts yeah um he's a little like braylon trice where they don't exactly have the the type of physical profile with the the traits that jump out it's that they get the done job done with technique and know-how a little bit okay so do you think that newton's worth a top 20 pick like if he was here you would be down with that or do you think he's not a good fit i'd be down with it but i don't think he's as good as kalijah Cansey was last year so if i'm picking in the top 20 you know and i'm taking him technically yeah the value there is fine i guess but i'm also thinking I would probably still be wanting to try back at this point if we could do a double dip trade, staying inside the first round, but finding a different trade. Okay. I think we might we might have some who want us to post a little bit as a uh, maybe okay. a four. Well, if we're trading back, our only option is Tampa at 26. So go 18, 26, 58. Okay. That has a 50 50 shot. Throw the win. Nope. Yeah, in Tampa Bay. Come on. Come on, Tampa. We throw in. Okay, that makes it much more likely. So I guess we could just do that. Yeah, let's do it. I, I really don't know if a pick in the sixth round is going to make a difference in real life, but in the simulator, it does. Yeah. Okay. See, this so is where I want to get to because we're in. We're in. From my perspective on this, we're in tier two, and you might. Um, yeah, I know we got a couple of people wanting to do maybe a little bit of a poll here on. Yeah, yeah, I'm setting, I'm setting it up now. I'm setting it up now. So, you know, really what's at the heart of this for me, Brendan, is that this is the clear place to pick up the extra pick. The talent here is so similar in tier two, in my opinion. When you talk about Newton at 16 versus uh, Byron Murphy and and knowing that that Zerzon's going to be a better player than Murphy, I don't know. Maybe he will be. That's, the, that's a to me, a, a bit of a big guessing game. Um in, in what you're looking at here. So I, I think trading back is the way to kind of go here as much as you can. Certainly we're going to probably do a little more aggressive here than we're going to be able to in real life, but then you land here. And this is where I think you look to make your pick where now the value starts to get better, where now you're starting to go, okay, I'm getting good value for where we're sitting, especially pulling those extra picks into play on top of it. Okay. So now here we are at 26 Braylon Trice still on the board. That would be an interesting hometown pick. That would. That would, that, would, that would potentially be a bit of a draw for the team at that spot. You know, people would hate it, but if we came away with one of the top safeties here, I, I would not mind that at all.
I wouldn't, I wouldn't either here. Um, quite frankly, I think that the value might even be better for a Newbin, for instance, than even over Fatanu or Barton here. Um, and considering the way our mock drafts have gone to where we've been able to get guards later on, Brendan, maybe it's a little bit smarter here on the value is better to the safety off this board. And then we know we can get those guys later on more of a pull maybe here to look at a guy specifically that, um, Tyler, um, he's the best safety in this draft, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I actually agree. And the only guy drives safety with a first round grade. Let's okay. See. They do like Kinchins a little bit better, but I like Nubbin better. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit more nubbin here. Where'd the chat go with? Did you did... uh I'm about to uh I'm about to go ahead and post that poll. By the way, if you guys want to participate in the polls, you're, you you have to go over to my side because the polls are only going to post in one location. There we go. Okay. So yeah, let's do nubbin and that's going to be like our third first round pick in this uh, sequence here. Uh, let's see here. So now we're picking at 58. This is the pick we got in the trade back with the, uh, I think the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So now we're here. We are in the second. We've got Jackson powers, Johnson. That's interesting, right? Because he's in that Oregon system where it's so easy. Yeah. It's nice. so easy to protect your quarterback, but he never let Bo Nix get hit. Bo Nix had absolutely no idea. Guard flexibility probably too with him as well, where I think if you need him to, he could play guard. If, if although a team he could come up and be ready to start, he might be ready to be of a guy that could slide to, to right guard and be okay to be in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's see McCarthy. I don't think either of us would be super interested in that. Sanders is not bad. Sanders would be interesting because we need a tight end, and I do like him. He has slipped a bit this season, but overall he played fairly well. Mm -hmm. I do like Sanders quite a bit. I think that he is the true blue second tight end in this draft behind Bowers too, and that it's Bowers down to him, down to the next guy. There's a pretty big dip there as you go through. Jordan Cooper to Vondre Sweat. Uh, let's see here. Trotter, Peyton Wilson. Okay. I think we, okay. Junior Colson, actually, we haven't taken him yet. Have we? No. See, I think the poll on this one might be a, is it, is it Colson, Tavondre Sweat, Jackson Powers? Those would be the three that I think are going to be the names that, that the, the chat would probably be highest on here. Uh, Colson. Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Cooper too. I don't, it depends on okay, Colson Cooper. It's kind of interchangeable, I think, on that little bit to where. Yeah, we got we got Colson, Tavondre Sweat, and uh, who did I forget? Powers. Yeah, and Powers Sanders. Johnson. Yeah, Sanders. and Sanders. Okay. Okay. By the way, uh, Fatanu's currently winning the poll, but there might be some home cooking going on there because you know. <laughs> yeah, you got those got those dogs in the house, man. Yeah, yeah those are those be the four on this one though. I that's that's a strong four. Pick different pit. Those are different picks, kind of. So it's we can get a little bit of a flavor as we give them a middle linebacker option, give them a give them an interior line, give them the the defensive tackle, and then the second best tight end in this draft that you're able to pick in the second round at that point. Okay, all right. So it looks like Fatan is going to win the poll for the uh, uh, mid to late first round pick. He's currently holding forty percent. Nubbin is second with twenty nine percent, and then Graham Barton's fifteen percent. I think some people are getting driven away from Barton because of the injuries. Mm. 
That makes sense. That's mm -hmm. something always concerning with prospects. They look at them medically for a reason. Yeah. All right. So what should we do first? Let, let, let's figure that out. What do we want to do here? So Powers, Johnson, Sanders, Cooper, Sweat. And I, I, I'm going to put, I'm going to say Cooper ahead of Colson for now, because it seems like everybody's yeah. landing on that side, but I'm not well, sure if that's going to be the case. No, that works. That works. I, I think in my mind, this comes down to a Tavondre Sweat Cooper question. Because yeah. I think that I think that Tavondre Sweat is a better defensive tackle than Jackson Powers is a, is an offensive lineman. Let should, let's do Cooper this time because we did Sweat last time. Okay, I kind of feel like me. that. I'm I, either of those ones. I'm I would feel strong with. I feel good about. Yeah, I think so. I I, I really got turned on to Cooper. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and punch that in real quick here. And then I'm going to go ahead and post the poll. Yeah, Fatanu is going to win that poll. So let's... Um... Okay, so the choices we had were... Jackson Powers. Um, Jackson. Johnson. Uh, Edgerin Cooper. Tavondre Sweat. To... Andre Sweat. Tavian Sanders. Is it Jatavian or Tavian? Jatavian. Okay. You know how these guys change their names. All no, the I know. You never it, know. It'll, it'll be Tavian in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Fatanu wins with 41%, which, hey, again, I'm, I'm not against it. You know, there might I'm be a not. little home cooking going on there. Sometimes home cooking is good, Brendan. Sometimes it fills you up. Yeah. You know, I got to admit, generally speaking, during this draft period, I don't know if I'm trying too hard to be unbiased. I haven't been a big fan of the uh, Huskies. Um, I like Romo Dunzier. I think he's the third best receiver in this draft, though. Uh, McMillan, I'm, I don't know. He's kind of fourth round guy. Possession receiver at the next level, I think, is his, you know. He's, he's kind of like uh, Jermaine Kearse to me was a little bit, um, yeah. which isn't bad. Um, Polk's got some upside to him, though, I think. You know, he's he's interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I get it. They're, they're not anybody yeah, that blows like, me away. I'm not really a believer in Penix. Uh, I like Fatanu. I've turned around on Fatanu because he'll slide into guard and a lot of his problems are going to go away. I'll say yeah. that much. I, do, I like Edifoso Edifon, but, of course, he's got the injury thing that goes along with him a bit, too. So yeah. I feel like Trice is like edge five or edge six. I think there are a lot of edges in this class better than him. That's fair. That's where I've got it. Yeah. I have, um, I do have Trice ahead of verse on my list. Really? So I do. Yeah. I, I, I think verse had a bit of a down year this year. I think Trice has come on strong. And so verse, you really have that one last year of good production this year with okay production. Uh, but Trice I have is my third edge in this draft right now. Um, I'm like, I'm like Troy Aikman doing commentary on Cowboys games. I'm trying way too hard to be unbiased. <laughs> you guys got to fight against it. I get it. By the way, Devondre Sweat is lapping the field. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, yeah. understandable. understandable. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He's, he's unique, man. What are you going to do? I, yeah, there's not a guy built like him in this draft and, uh, he, he would help out that defensive line. I'll tell you that. Okay, while well, people are voting, and again, by the way, if you want to vote, it's only on my side because I can only post polls on one side uh, of the stream. But um, while they're figuring that out, while they're voting, let's take a look at the third round here. Pick 78. We do pick at 80 and 81, so we own three of the next four picks. So 
we are going to be the kings of this part of the draft right here. It's like in 2013 when we had six picks in the seventh round. That's and right. We felt so happy about that. We had the one draft. We had three third rounders and one fourth rounder. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I think they were all terrible. They were all bad. Well, Jaquiel Griffin yeah. depends on what your opinion is of him. Uh, he was good for a third rounder. He did okay. Yeah. He was fine. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, ooh, Pratt. Uh, Bullard. I do like Bullard. I, I don't know if I feel about how I feel about him on a day two. Dwayne Carter's interesting. Christian Mahogany. Okay. Tate Ratledge. Cooper Bebe. Always here. Which is, you know, continues to be more and more ridiculous with, e- with each passing day. Rattler. Yeah, this is kind of tough. This one's kind of tough here. I'm not sure. It's We don't have to stress too much about this one, though, because we pick again in two picks. I think that even... I don't even know you need to run a poll here because I think Bebe is your far and away guy that would of these available options. Mm-hmm. Who, who's yeah. I mean, maybe I just I don't see anybody else that's even been coming close. So yeah, we're gonna pick Bebe to just kick things off, and then we're gonna just pick twice again immediately because of the trades. There we go. So let's take a look at our center options. They've got Frazier ahead of freaking Van Pran. Ugh. Oof, that can't be right. That is Frazier. I've got like a hurt? fourth round grade on him. PFF is weird on some of these. Yeah, these guys are going to get swapped by the start of the draft, aren't they? They are. I I don't know who would likes Frazier ahead of Van Pran. That I've never heard that presented at all. Much less mahogany over Van Pran. But okay, we've got a good idea. Let's uh let's see. We got uh, defensive interior line that we need to look at too because we drafted linebacker. Let's take a just a quick peek over there. Defensive line. Yeah. Yeah, Dwayne Carter, McKinley Jackson, Braden Fisk. Is there going to be anybody there that's going to get anybody? Um, well, it's Dwayne Carter's the only guy, right? I remember we were talking about him a little bit earlier. Fisk is fun. He's kind of he's kind of fun. He's a fun three tech. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Space, thank you for uh, the membership. Thank you for joining the uh, membership crew. Appreciate it, Space. Let's take a look at our middle linebackers and safeties as well. Okay, middle linebacker. We're, we already took Cooper. I know we need two. Oh yeah. Wow, look how thin it gets. How quickly it gets. Thin. Yeah, that's why we had to. Okay, no, 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 no. You know, Curtis Jacobs down here. I don't. I don't mind him. I don't know why he's all the way down here. He was pretty good for Penn State. They'll update this board in the next prior month, and this is going to look a little bit different once they do that. I guarantee you. Safety. Safety. Uh, do you, do you have any strong takes on Bullard? I do kind of like him. I like him a little bit, yeah. I, I watched a little bit, I think, more of his tape last year than I saw this year, I think. I dive back into him as much this year. Um, okay, so go back to our overall board. I think the poll on this one's got to be – well, Van Pran's got to be on there, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and end the previous poll that Devondre Sweat – is dominating in uh, Powers Johnson got nineteen percent. That was the second place. Okay, so how about this one? We'll go Cedric Van Pran. We'll go with um, Dwayne Carter is option number two. You scroll down on the you're on the clock side. Let me see a couple other options down there. Okay. Uh... 
Um, so let's see. We did we did Cooper Bebe as our left guard. We did Van Pran. You can technically put Tate Ratledge on that thing because we haven't addressed the right guard yet. I know that yeah. they may not. And how about we put um, Spencer Rattler as the fourth just to give them an option for a QB? Okay. You like Rattler more than um, Pratt? Uh, more than Pratt? Yeah, no, Michael Pratt. Michael, I haven't looked at Michael Pratt yet. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, so that's the poll. I'll go ahead and post that. Um, okay, so we haven't taken a quarterback yet tonight. It would be kind of fun to take Rattler just to kind of throw a little curveball in there, I think. It's something that we are expecting the front office to probably do is address the QB position in the fourth round. The one thing I have to say about taking in the third – Jordan Travis in the fourth or Spencer Rattler in the third. I kind of go, if there's a good guy on the board on third, like a Cedric Van Pran to go back around and take Jordan, Jordan Travis first taking Spencer Rattler and then coming back in the fourth round and there really not being a, a center option in there or, you know, yeah, something equivalent to that. Yeah. I mean, okay, here's, here's the thing. I pretty much always end up taking Milton in the fifth round in these mocks. And I feel good about that because I feel yeah. like his potential is so high. And it's a fifth round pick. That's why we haven't, I haven't taken a quarterback on my side or really advocated for it because I feel like that's the best thing that we can do. I, I think I tend to agree. Um, scroll if you could for me a little bit more down. Let's make sure we got no other names here that we're maybe missing that are. Okay. Yeah, I, I think we're okay here. All right. So, what are you thinking? Well, it's two picks we've got. I, I think that if I can bring Van Pran in now and pair him up with Cooper Bebe, and we've already addressed – what did we already address with the other picks here? We had – Oh, that uh, was – um, oh, that was uh, with our with our first-round pick? Yeah, first-round oh. pick we did center, right? We did Tyler Newbin first round, so we addressed centers, yeah. centers taken care of. We came back in the second round, and we took uh, – um, Edron Cooper. Edron Cooper. So middle linebackers kind of handled a little bit. And then Bebe. third round, Bebe. Van Pran and Bebe. I mean. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? By the way, Van Pran is running away with the pole. Rattler's okay. a distant second. Yeah. I, I I mean, Van Pran to me on that right there. God, that'd be so awesome. Cooper, Bebe, and Van yeah. Pran on the inside. <sighs> oh. Oh. All right, Brendan. I'm all yours on this one. Do I shoot for the stars on Mason Smith? Try to capture him what he was supposed to be in the preseason. I kind of don't believe in it though. Like I don't either. Even I would have to be like, dude, I have no faith in you. Now get out there and perform. Like mm -hmm. that's not good. Uh, we haven't done defensive line yet, right? We could do Dwayne Carter to mix it up a little bit. Dwayne Carter would be interesting. He's got some shades of Jaron Reed to his game. Um, so he would be a he would be a fun guy. Um, let's go to let's go to two the the two um the number two page. Scroll down. Two page. Scroll oh, down. Scroll down. Scroll down. And then, yeah, the second page over. Uh, so you scroll here. all the way down. Scroll down the bottom. Oh, I, oh I see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Brandon. I'm kind of liking. I'm kind of liking defensive tackle here. Yeah, it's either that or Rattler just to mix it up a little bit. And I don't even like Rattler that much, but 
So the God. question comes in, if you bring Leonard Williams back and you have Jaron Reed, you are picking this guy in the third round at that point as a guy who could be sitting behind. He could be essentially at this point fourth because when you look at the two guys we've got as defensive tackle here, you've got um, Dwayne Carter, who's a three-tech, and then you've got um, the Fisk kid out of, um, what is it, Florida State, who's also a three-tech. So the one issue here with this to consider, Brendan, is that you then stick yourself with, you're, you're putting him as the fourth three-tech on your roster at that point, right? If you bring yeah. back Leonard Williams. Yeah, I mean, Jaron Reed's going to be out of here sooner rather than later, though. He's on the last year of his deal, and he's old. It is a good pick for the future at that point, and you can't have too many defensive linemen, but you might be having yourself, you might be finding yourself in a lot of games this year with him inactive there um, because you're okay at the front side of it. But I will give you this. The value standpoint, he's the best pick. You haven't addressed it in this draft so far. I don't like the middle linebacker options that are available at this point. Um, we've already addressed the safety, so we haven't hammered the lines like I hammered the lines in mine. I think there's some intelligence behind it, man. Let's do it. We haven't taken Dwayne Carter yet, and I do like him. He was somebody who kind of snuck up on me over the course of the season. Let's do it. And now we're picking again at 118. All right, so things have changed quite a bit. Let's see. Still have Jordan Travis. You might have to come back to that one. Mm -hmm. Still have Joe Milton. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, we could is. Uh, where's Jerry Rice's kid? Is he still here? He's off the board. Yeah, I don't see him. Uh, or what are we doing at tight end? Cade Stover still made it to round four. Okay. Theo Johnson, by the way, really interesting potential on that guy. He's. Big and fast. Hmm. Uh, keep an eye on that. I like some of these sleeper tight ends, like Ben Sinnott was really good. Dolan Holker. I watched way too much tight end tape this year. Yeah, they're okay. All right. Um, not seeing no. much here on the offensive line. Zach Zinter's still there, but we don't really need to do that now that badly. We could. We went center, left guard. We go right yeah. guard. Oh, there's a uh, Bo Melton's uh, brother, right? Yeah. I don't think there's anything at cornerback that's going to be all that interesting to us. We I'm already did safety. Backer. We already did linebacker. Do linebacker Tyler, again. Let's look. Tyler Davis. Dang. Tyler uh, Davis could be interesting. But again, now you're you're to the fifth. You're to the mm -hmm. fifth three tech on your roster. I would say. Coming back to middle linebacker might not be the worst way to go on this one. Well, the issue is who's it going to be? But you got the Notre Dame guy, Eichenberg. You do have Gray. We do kind of like Gray. I think we like Gray best of that list. Yeah. I, I would be okay with kind of mm -hmm. Edifon and maybe even Eichenberg at that point because you are getting – we're talking about midway through the fourth round here, right? So we are getting into that territory that's right on the edge of, like you said – you just kind of grab the B, the BPA, you know, and okay. if we could, you know, if we get lucky, you walk away with your two starting middle linebackers that you have a need for, and that that position is going to be cheap going in the future. Uh, if worst case, you walk away with one in Cooper and another guy that at least can be kind of a special teams demon and slash a good backup for you at both positions. Okay. Um, okay. The poll is Jordan Travis, Cedric Gray, Tyler Davis, uh, is there a fourth one that makes sense? Did you do Jordan Travis? You said Jordan yes, Travis? Yes, I did Jordan Travis. Oh, Kate uh, Stover. Kate yeah, Stover. Put, Kate, put Kate on there. 
Okay. Poll is posted. By the way, uh, Van Pran dominated the third round poll. Okay. That's good to hear people on the same page as we are with this. Mm -hmm. Kind of wish we could put a fifth option of Zinter on this one. Yeah, that would actually be kind of interesting to see. Where it would go. All right. It looks like people like Stover, but Travis is not far behind. And I mean, we 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 probably should take a quarterback at some point tonight. I think with Jordan Travis, there's a significant difference between him or what you get with Milton or any other quarterback in this draft at this spot. I I, I like his talent. I've watched him the last couple of years. He can play the position. Um, he's got a little bit of size limitation, but the arm strength's good. He's got all the mobility you're going to look for from the position. You're really benefiting on this one because he got injured. Otherwise, he probably would have been a third-round pick in this draft. So this is you being able to kind of take advantage, not that you're purposely trying to, but you're able to take advantage of his um, injury in order to do this. And, boy, you look at that quarterback position. Once you start getting past this point, if Milton is gone by the fifth, which I don't know if Milton's going to last to that point, then, you, you know. He's going to kill the combine, man. He's going to destroy right. it at the combine. He's going to throw some 85-yard pass or something. Off his knees. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think there's a lot to be said for going to potentially Mil Travis here. Um, I do like middle linebacker. I think that would be the one that I'd be drawn to. I can't go with Tyler because you have too many three techs as it is. I mean, you just, you're stocked with three techs across the board. If anything, you need mm -hmm. more nose tackles than three techs at this point. All right. Let's do Jordan Travis. Mix it up a little bit here. He's, you know, um, once upon a time, Schneider loved Russell Wilson. And maybe he'll fall in love with Russell Wilson's illegitimate son. 2.0. Yep. All right. Let's uh, mix it up. Okay. Oh, my goodness. We don't pick again for quite some time. <laughs> no! <laughs> all right Wild. okay here we go <laughs> so we got one pick left after all the trading we did so we are it was kind of good that we got the quarterback when we got it right because mm -hmm. there's nothing left Devin nope. Leary's the best quarterback left and he could be a Brock Purdy I guess you know he could do what Brock Purdy did no no Brevin Span Ford Ooh, man I'd really like that guy before the season started and it was just a failure to launch. Yeah. He did not look good this year on the tape. Holy moly. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to middle linebacker. Take a look and see where we've got left on the board there. Okay. Curtis Jacobs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Omar Spates was interesting from LSU. I don't know the other three guys very well. I don't either on that. How about um, corner corner should be an interesting one. Cause I know this was a deep uh... draft. Well, we got Daquan Hardy from Penn State, Fentrell Cypress the second. Oh wow, that's man. it. Not very much. Dante Kent. Interior did you offensive line interior? Okay, interior offensive line. Bortolini from Wisconsin. I, I Bortolini. He caught my attention because he's got a fun name. Uh we're already good center. We drafted two centers. Let's go. Um and nothing tied in with shoes or do. How about running back? Let's look at running back. Let's get Frank Gore's kid. That's all right. That's what I'm saying. Oh man, Frank Gore's kid is damn good. dude. The, the <laughs> running backs have been jacked. Wait, wait, hold on. He better not have gone to the Niners. Hold on. Everybody, who, hold up. Who here. took all the effing running backs? I don't see Frank. Okay, there, no, there he, he is. Okay, thank God. Okay, we're good, people. We're good. 
Okay. Uh, no, let's go. Um, defensive tackle. Whoa, Gabe Hall. Boy, this got lean. Um, okay, safety. let's just sort by all. Yeah, Bryce Foster, but we already have a center. How about oh, no, no? Here we go. Go back to all. Stay back on all there for a second. Yeah. How about that? How about that tight end kid there? Scroll down. How about Jared sure. Wiley? Ooh, I did look at him a little bit this year. I say Wiley or Curtis Jacobs. You need linebacker. You need tight end. You haven't addressed any in this draft so far. No, we got Cooper. We got Cooper. Oh, that's right. But we need two linebackers. I'm saying. Yeah. Was there? I mean, you're doing. You've got right. three free agents at the middle linebacker position this off season. So okay. I would go with one of those two. So I'm gonna go ahead and do Wiley because we need a tight end more. I think because we haven't drafted any. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's do so it. So I'm gonna go ahead and punch that in. See what they think. How did our collective brain power do here on this one? Damn. I think it. the trades are decent. An F on Van Pram in the third round. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that's gonna hold up. There's no way. Yeah, F smoking crack. Yeah, they're smoking crack on that one. Yeah, okay. They do like Wiley. They do like Dwayne Carter. Okay. I mean, given that it's PFF, I'm not completely opposed to any of that. And I think if you look at draft day with these guys, when the PFF charts all upgrade, they would look at this draft in a keenly different way once we get to the closer to draft on these players. But look at this Look at this from this perspective, Brendan. You've, you're, you're not missing an inch on your safety position. Let's say Love stays. Him and Newbin are your starters. Looks good. You're at Cooper is going to be ready to start day one in the inside. I wanted to, we wanted to address our, our lines, Bebe Van Pran and uh, the scroll down there, the um, kid out of uh, Duke um, that we drafted. What's his name there? Oh, uh, Barton. Uh, I'm sorry. Dwayne, Dwayne Carter. Dwayne Carter. You've dealt, you've dealt into the, the little lines, you know, you built that up a little bit. It would be nice even to come up with the right guard in addition to that to me to just fully solidify that line going in the future. But those two guys with Lucas and cross, you're now onto the road, a road we've not walked on for a very long time, Brendan, maybe since back in 05. And that's mm. creating a top four, top three offensive line unit for the future. The potential yeah. is there to do so now. Right. Uh, by the way, the chat, their top four picks, the guys that they picked in the fourth round based on the options we gave. Mm -hmm. We had Troy Fatanu. That was actually a close one. We had Tavondre Sweat. Cedric Van Pran, mm. and then Cade Stover. So three linemen on both sides of the ball, and then Cade Stover. Yeah, I like to. I like where the, the chat's at. I mean, I their mind's in the right spot on this. I think that if we really try to concentrate, Brendan, for me, offensive line becomes the number one priority position on this entire team going into this offseason, regardless of who the next coach is going to be. I think that it just it's in dire need on that interior. You've already started to kind of get this going with the outside stuff complete the process now inside. And I think that that really starts to raise the level of that offense. Everybody gets better on the back of it. Gino, DK, JSN, the running backs, they all get to feel the benefits of that if you make the investment on that side of the ball. Okay. All right. I, I think we've done about as much as we can do over here on PFF. I do too. I like it. I all like right. these, these mocks. All right. We kind of both agree on the idea of building up this offensive line. Yeah. So we there was some consensus there. We both are aware of the fact that we need safeties and linebackers. And uh, it seems like we're on a similar wavelength here. So, yeah. I uh, hope everybody had fun. Um, good amount of participation with the polls. And it seemed like people were kind of on the same wavelength on a lot of it. 
People loved Tavondre Sweat. People loved Van Pran. Good amount of love for Cade Stover as well. So, yeah, we're definitely going to dive really deep into draft stuff over the course of the um, over the course of the uh, offseason. But uh, this was kind of our initial look at things post season. Yeah, I think this gives us a good idea going in of how this could potentially play out. And you start to understand where the, especially again, the value of the, where the positions are going to be in the draft, because I think this does give you a good, a little bit of a good feel for what you can expect there to be available to in certain rounds to pick through, which starts to educate you on uh, what you can hope to kind of come away with in this draft. But it'll be an ongoing process and a process of refinement, Brendan, as we continue to kind of hopefully get it better and better and closer to ultimate accuracy come draft day. Okay, so. Uh, I think that's going to be the show tonight's uh, for tonight. So thank you, Brandon, for coming out. This was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. We uh, will probably do more mock draft stuff down the line as well. So uh, everybody buckle up for that. Um, let's see here. So next week we are probably going to start opening things up in terms of like off season stuff, salary cap ways to create cap space uh ways to uh push some money out some contracts we can do with our guys and then we'll get into free agency stuff does that sound good to you sounds like a great plan of attack mm -hmm. all right so that is currently the plan um obviously we might have a head coach by this time next week so if that happens we're going to talk about that but I, I don't think we need the whole show to talk about our head coach no, and we might be doing an emergency stream too, depending on where timelines overlap right. with that. So uh, we'll just, uh, we'll kind of have to feel that one as it goes. But uh, no, that'll be the the next couple steps, I think, for the next few shows. Start to get an understanding where our cap's at so we can prep up here for free agency and know what we're going to have to spend and what we can get done. All right. So thank you everybody for coming out tonight. We had a lot of fun. We will do it again. And uh, guys, um, we are officially neck deep in the off season. We are now officially <laughs> talking about all the things that need to be done this season, all the things that need to be gotten taken care of. If we want this team to get back to where they've been in the recent past. So everybody be excited. Everybody be happy that we're in this situation and all that's really left to say for now, other than hoping for good results this weekend with these uh, conference championship games. You got one more member message. Oh, 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 pretentious Cameron. Ah, there we go. Thank you for the member message. You should both make a prediction on the coach now. Um, uh, I mean, the fa it really feels like it's Johnson or McDonald because we haven't hired anyone yet. Like somebody pointed this out. If we wanted Dan Quinn, wouldn't he have been hired long ago because he's been available? You certainly think you wouldn't have let him get to a third interview with Washington, right? Yeah, uh, if you wanted Vrabel, he's been available since the season ended. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, thing with one thing with Vrabel, I wonder is a little bit more of patience on his part in the situation too, where he doesn't feel like he's pressed to have to go and look for the first job he can go get either. I, I think that he's been a bit patient with it. So I guess I'll just go with the. Uh, I guess I'll go with Ben Johnson since uh, Schneider said they wanted an offensive guy. I hope it, Johnson's my number one guy. I'd like to see it. I'm going to make the prediction, and I know that there's not a lot of connection between the two on this one right now, but I'm going to make the prediction it's Mike Vrabel when it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah. I, I could uh, 
I could go for that. As long as he's bringing the right offensive coordinator with him, I think that's a great option as well. You get the Arthur Smith combo. I, I truly believe it. And uh, if that's the case, I think, you know, he comes into it, Brendan. And I was, um, you know, looking into a little show earlier today about the items that you really need a coach to come in here and do, Brendan. And yes, it's about a guy with forward thinking and brings a, an approach that's going to, you know, be cutting edge and all that other good stuff. But there's actually a line of other things that have to do with issues that have been plaguing this team for a long time. And that if you clean those issues up, the team will lift up with it, right? It doesn't necessarily need everything cutting edge. It needs discipline. Somebody that can teach the tackling in this day and age in a way to make it work without being able to live, you know, action, you know, to be able to connect with players. The um, I had about 10 different items I put down that I was looking at. Um, innovative defense, bring an identity to the program, develop young talent. Um, you know, these are the things as much as anything that you need. And when I look at a guy like Vrabel, the secondary items that aren't always looked up as the number one forefront items on a, on a given coach, he checks all of those boxes and what he brings in the certainty, I think, in that he can cover those. He's shown an ability to maximize talent. He's shown ability to connect with players. He's going to bring the discipline aspect. He will bring an innovative defense to play. And so I, it's a lot of it to me that just makes a lot of sense with bringing him in because I think if you clean up those things that have been our, our messy room without having to you know create whole new hallways and just clean up what's been a mess, that that then elevates this team up in itself almost on its own. Mm-hmm. Right. You buying it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm not, I'm not against it at all. He's one of my top guys. Now it is contingent on him bringing in the right offensive guy, like a Arthur Smith or even a Chip Kelly. By the way, I think that'd be cool too. That would, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, they kill you know, each other. I, it, would, first. it would be wild as hell. But uh, Chip and Kit Quinn would be wild. I think that that's a combination. I just make that one make sense to me, Brent. Like you mentioned the other night on the on my stream, with it was it would be fun for content coverage. Don't get me wrong. There, I mean that'd be a, his offenses are like nothing else, but. <laughs> You have his extra plays he creates over the course of a year, right? Because he's running hurry up, right? So it's a lot of, you know, three and out sometimes because it's hurry up and 15 seconds have gone off the play clock. Meanwhile, you'll have a Dan Quinn defense coming from the Carroll tree, which has got the bend but don't break designs in its past to it a little bit. And so extra snaps end up accumulating on the back of your defense on top of it, extra accumulated snaps on the offense. I think that's a team that starts to get worn down over the course of the year if you put those two attributes together do you not yeah yeah i i would agree with that but um you know what it, it, it would be a lot more fun than the team that we had last year it would i would probably not be, deny that it'd probably be a train wreck but i have a weakness for chip kelly i, I, I like that guy hey it, it, like i said it would be fun and I mean, it's you know, like you hear rumors of, you know, Quinn comes in and, and Chip Kelly again, and then they go in and they get Justin Fields so he can run the Chip Kelly offense, right? The old Marcus Marietta, Oregon style offense. And just like, here we go. You know, I, I, it's outside the box. It's, uh, you know, I don't think Chip Kelly can do it as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, I mean, at the NFL level, I mean, I don't think he can do it as a head coach at the NFL level as a, in that way, but as an offensive coordinator, you know, with a coach who can kind of keep him under control, keep the reins and the bit in his mouth, you know, so he doesn't go too hog wild with it. Might be able to work. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I would say, I, I think it's going to come down to Ben Johnson or Vrabel. I do think those are the two guys, my sleeper. If like everything, just if the bottom falls out on our, on, a, on everything and Quinn goes to Washington and we're just like, Oh crap, what do we do now? My super mm-hmm. sleeper would be Frank Smith. He's oh. kind of lurking there. And everyone's forgotten about him because he doesn't call plays in Miami. And um, I feel like we could just swoop in in the 11th hour and just be like, yoink. I'll go with Graham. 
that one just has always felt like there. I know their interest is there, but that one seems that'd be the outside the box. No one's expecting that one in Kafka or the two. They're just like, whoa. Yeah. I, I like Kafka way more than Graham though. At least Kafka would be intriguing. I think because he comes from a good tree and I do think he did a good job with the giants in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I just, it's really for him. He's not done enough. He, he needs to do way more work to get this job. Yeah. In my opinion. Patrick Graham would just be like, you know, kill me now. I, I, I could not get behind <laughs> that one at all. I, I'll struggle with getting behind any of those. None of those are going to be for me. I, you're going to have to give the hard sell for me with Kafka because I'm just going to be sitting mm-hmm. there going, no, this is, this how, about, is not- mm-hmm. how about Joe Brady? No, you can't go. Uh, we're going from Coach Carroll to Joe Brady. We're going from Coach Carroll to Mike Kafka. We're going from Coach Barrel to Patrick Graham. Just say it out loud. I mean, just say it out loud. It it it, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And and I don't. Joe think Brady tell- is like I looked it up three months older than me. Which is so wild to me. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, <laughs> I saw I think that and this, I was like, damn. It, it's got to take into account a little bit here that you, you got to sell the fan base on this. And there's a partial part of this fan base that didn't want to see Carol fired. You're going to go off with Carol to go for some, you know, unexciting, uninspiring hire. Um, that's not going to get the fan base, you know, rolling. I mean, they'll be somewhat intrigued by it, but you're, you're certainly going to get people going, what, what, what? And understandably so. Yeah. It's understandably so if that's one of those guys. Yep. All right. So on that note, maybe by this time next week, we will know the answer for sure. So we will see what we have when we get there. And um, we will be here to break it down. Whatever happens, we will be here to talk about it. Thank you for coming out once again. Thank you, Brandon, for doing this with me tonight. Appreciate you too, man. And go Hawks.